Gator Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators. Hope everybody enjoyed their weekend and a big homecoming victory. The Gators get a 24-13 win over the Auburn Tigers. They move to 6-0 on the season and up to number 7. On today's show, we're going to review our five keys to the game in the first segment. In the second segment, we'll take out our report card and grade the Gators. And in the final segment, I'll bring you some post-game comments from Florida coach Dan Mullen and quarterback Kyle Trask. But let's start by reviewing our five keys to the game. And number one was neutralizing Auburn's defensive line. And the Gators didn't do a great job of that on Saturday. Derek Brown and company were still able to get theirs. They finished with four sacks on the day. And Auburn's defense is also able to force four fumbles and recover all of them. However, I do have to give Florida's offensive line credit. They were able to do a good job in pass protection. Now, there were some plays, obviously, where Trask got hit that they would have liked to get back. But he had time to throw throughout the day. And then in the run game, they were able to do enough to keep Auburn honest defensively. And it paid off for them in the fourth quarter with LaMichael P. Ryan's big touchdown run. And that brings us to our second key of the game, which was for Florida to just find some kind of success on the ground. They didn't have to rush for over 100 yards. They didn't have to outrush the Auburn Tigers. They just have to have some type of success so that they weren't just coming out and having to throw it on every series. And not only were they able to check this box, but they did rush for over 100 yards. And believe it or not, they outrushed the Auburn Tigers, who came into this matchup with the second best ground game in the SEC Florida ends up outrushing them 132 to 124. And as Dan Mullen said after the game, there probably weren't many people coming into this game that thought that that would be the result in that category. And it wasn't just P. Ryan's big 88-yard run where they found success. He had other carries in the game that were big runs for Florida. I can think of the 10-yard run that he had right before Josh Hammond's touchdown to set that up. You also had Emory Jones get in and convert a first down run. And at the end of the day, Florida was able to have enough success that they did not abandon the run. Our third key to the game was making Auburn quarterback Bo Nix have to throw. And that's exactly what they did. Florida was able to get up in this game in the first half, get a lead and never lose it. And by doing a good job defending the run against the Tigers, it forced them into a lot of third and long situations where Bo Nix had to throw. And the Tigers finished just 2 of 14 on third down. And an awful day for Knicks. He goes 11 of 27 and completes just 40% of his passes. He threw for 145 yards and had the touchdown. Three interceptions in this game. And he also had several other throws that he missed. And when the Tigers had to rely on him to make plays in the passing game, he was not able to do it. Our fourth key to the game was Florida winning the turnover battle. Now, they weren't able to do this as both teams got four turnovers. Obviously, Florida's offense is not able to take care of the ball with quarterback Kyle Trask getting hit and fumbling three times. And you also had running back Damian Pierce get hit and fumble. And he left the game with what appeared to be a concussion. But Mullen said afterward that he should be fine. But those were really difficult plays for Florida that set the offense back and gave Auburn the ball in UF territory. They were able to capitalize almost every time, but they didn't put it in the end zone. And that was one thing that Florida's defense did a good job of. And then on their end, they are able to force turnovers, picking off Bo Nix three times and also recovering a fumble in the game. 
And had it not been for those plays that Florida made on the defensive end, especially Donovan Steiner's interception in the end zone, this game could have went differently or at the very least been a lot closer when it came down to the wire. And the final key to the game for the Gators was executing one of Dan Mullen's trick plays. And we ended up seeing two from him in this game. The throwback pass from Lucas Kroll to Kyle Trask and also the fake punt with Tommy Townsend. That wasn't much of a trick play, but it was a gamble that Mullen decided to take in his own territory, and it backfired as Tommy Townsend is not able to convert the first down. Auburn gets the ball, and on the ensuing play, Nix drops back and throws the 32-yard touchdown to Williams. That was their only time that they found the end zone, and Mullen basically gave them six points. So that was a call that he would have liked to have back, but he did make up for it in the fourth quarter, dialing up the trick play with Lucas Kroll and Kyle Trask. It was the same play call that he ran last year against the LSU Tigers. And this was for Florida to convert a very critical first down. And they were able to move the chains and keep the clock running to preserve the win over the Tigers. When we come back from this first break, we're going to take out our report card and grade Florida's performance in this 24-13 win. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked On Gators, your team every day. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Welcome back into the show. It is time to grade Florida's performance over the Auburn Tigers. And we start as we always do with the quarterback position. And I gave a B grade to Kyle Trask in this game. He completes 19 of his 31 pass attempts for 234 yards, throws two touchdown passes, no interceptions, but does have the three fumbles. But his stat line didn't even matter because in the second quarter, we didn't even know if he was going to have one after he goes down with a low hit, leaves to the locker room. It looks like it was a knee injury that could have been serious. But fortunately for the Gators, he comes running back out. It was just an MCL sprain, and he returns to the game before the end of the first half, but then comes out in that third quarter and picks up where he left off. He was really sharp throwing the ball, obviously didn't have any turnovers in the passing game, but did make some mistakes standing in the pocket against that Auburn defensive line. They were able to come after him on a couple occasions and get that ball loose. Some of those plays were on his offensive line. Some of those were on Trask, holding it too long. Some of those you just have to tip your cap to Auburn's defensive line for how good their pass rush is. But Trash showed a lot of guts on Saturday to be able to take a hit like that, get injured, come back in the game, gut it out, and have the type of performance that he did. And as much as it's been frustrating for fans to see him struggle with some of the pocket awareness issues that he has, you got to remember that this is a guy that hasn't played, hasn't started. So for him to be having live bullets coming at him, especially against an SEC opponent like the Tigers, it is going to take some time for him to get adjusted and acclimated to that. I'm sure as the season goes on, he's going to be able to improve his pocket awareness, but he showed on Saturday that he has a lot of other intangibles as Florida's starting quarterback. You also got to give some props to backup Emory Jones, who came into the game after Trask went down and leads the Gators on a 10-play, 51-yard scoring drive. Evan McPherson adds a field goal to give the Gators a four-point lead instead of a one-point lead going into the locker room, and that was huge because that affected the way both the Gator coaching staffs and the Auburn coaching staffs called that second half. And Emory Jones finishes 5-for-7 for 28 yards, and he also ran the ball three times for 13 yards. The running back position earns a B-plus grade for their performance over the Auburn Tigers. As was mentioned in the first segment, the Gators outrushed Auburn 132-124 to 124 on the ground. LaMichael P. Ryan leads the way with 130 yards on 14 carries, and that touchdown run to seal the game 
That 88-yarder was the fifth longest run in school history and the longest since Emmett Smith went 96 yards against Mississippi State in 1988. And just what a cool moment for LaMichael P. Ryan on multiple levels. First of all, the run, as I wrote about in the Lake City Reporter, was poetic justice for him. As the number one running back recruit in the state of Alabama from the class of 2016, he gets an offer from the Crimson Tide, but didn't get one from the Auburn Tigers because they thought he was too slow. Well, he showed them on that 88-yarder that he is not too slow. So that provided a little revenge and vindication for him. And he said after the game that the touchdown almost brought him to tears because that's how much the play meant to him. And what made his run even cooler was that Emmett Smith, the GOAT himself, was in the building to see it happen. He came to Gainesville on Saturday to be the guest picker on ESPN's college game day. And obviously he went with his alma mater over the Auburn Tigers. His son, EJ Smith, a four-star running back for the 2020 class, he was in Gainesville as well for his official visit. And those two were in the swamp when P. Ryan broke off that big touchdown run, the longest since Emmett went for 96 yards against the Bulldogs. And it provided a really cool moment for P. Ryan after the game as Emmett Smith, the NFL's all-time leading rusher, came up to him afterwards and congratulated him on his performance and told him great job for fighting through adversity and making a big play like that. And he also had another notable exchange after the game in his post-game interview. P. Ryan went back and forth with one of the reporters saying that he didn't like some of the tweets that had been sent out about him this season and that he wanted some nice things written about him after his record-setting performance. But look, whatever that writer tweeted or wrote, I mean, he wouldn't have been the only one that was piling on P. Ryan this season. There were a lot of people that were critiquing his play and wanted to see some of the other running backs get more involved. But at the end of the day, P. Ryan made everybody eat crow on that 88-yard touchdown run, and he gets the last laugh against his home state team. Another A performance for the wide receivers and tight ends. The Kyle Pitts to Kyle Trask connection is still going hot. And a huge day for Freddie Swain. He finishes with six catches for 146 yards and a touchdown. That's the most receiving yards by a Gator since Demarcus Robertson in 2014. And Swain made his presence felt right out of the gate on Florida's opening drive with his 64-yard catch and run for a score. And that really set the tone for the game. The Gators have now come out and scored a touchdown on their opening drive for three consecutive weeks. And you got to give a lot of props to Freddie Swain. Ever since Kadarius Tony went down, he has really stepped up at that slot position. He's had three consecutive SEC games, Kentucky, Tennessee, and now Auburn, where he's had a receiving touchdown. And he was the difference on Saturday because Trash having him in the slot was able to pick on Auburn's linebackers and defensive backs all day when they got matched up with Swain. And you also had Josh Hammond show up at the slot position. He catches two passes for 23 yards and a touchdown. But I do have to mention that Josh did have a drop in the game against the Tigers, and that was his first time dropping a pass in more than a year since Dan Mullen has been the coach at Florida. Hammond has been really consistent catching the ball for the Gators, and he rebounded from that drop with the touchdown catch later in the first half. And another big performance from tight end Kyle Pitts. He finishes with a career-high eight receptions for 65 yards. He was a go-to target for Kyle Trask all day. A lot of throws that Trask made where he connected with Pitts before he even came out of his break. So you can see the chemistry starting to develop with those two through the air. And I think that's going to continue to be a focal point of Florida's passing game moving forward. The offensive line performance is really hard to grade in this game because of how talented Auburn is. I gave the Gators a C-plus grade. 
I thought that they did a good job for the most part in pass protection, but giving up those sack fumbles to Trask really could have been backbreakers. And Florida's offensive line also struggled at times opening up holes in the run game. Now, they were able to do it in spots, and they got some key first downs when they needed to. But even on the long touchdown run by LaMichael P. Ryan, I mean, that was all him. He breaks that tackle by K.J. Britt all on his own and obviously bounces to the outside and runs past the Auburn safety on his own. I mean, you take away that spectacular play by P. Ryan, and Florida doesn't outrush Auburn in this game. So it was a mixed bag of results, but I think that was to be expected for this young offensive line going up against Auburn's front. All right, moving over to the other side of the ball and another A performance for Florida's defensive line. Jonathan Greenard once again leads the way and made his presence known Right from the opening snap, he gets in the backfield and applies pressure on Bo Nix, and he kept it coming throughout the game, finishes with six tackles, and really set the tone for Florida's defensive line. You also got a big performance from Adam Schuler. He had a big third down stop and finished with four tackles in the game, as did Zachary Carter. He finishes with four solo tackles and was credited with the 22-yard sack on Bo Nix at the end of the game. That was a great job by both him and Jeremiah Moon pursuing on that play. And speaking of Moon, he and the linebacker group earned an A grade for their performance against the Tigers. David Reese II leads the way with 13 tackles, 12 solo, and he was all over the field making plays for Florida's defense and did a really good job containing Bo Nix. James Houston also made some plays in the game. He finished with four tackles, a tackle for loss, and made one of only two sacks for Florida's defense. Amari Bernie also showed up at his outside linebacker spot with four tackles, and Ventrell Miller finished with three. And then in the secondary, obviously another A performance when you come down with three interceptions and shut down Bo Nix the way these UF defensive backs were able to do, holding him to just 40% passing through the air. And then you get the interceptions by Sean Davis, Donovan Steiner, and Marco Wilson. C.J. Henderson made his return from ankle injury, so that was a big boost for Florida secondary. I really thought that they were going to cause Bo Nix all kinds of trouble from a coverage standpoint, and they did. But interceptions weren't the only plays that these guys made in the game. You saw several Florida cornerbacks and safeties come up in run support and make some key tackles to end drives. And Florida's defense was able to force six three and outs and hold Auburn to field goals when they got the ball in UF territory. And that was all credited to Florida's secondary and the way those guys were able to cover on the back end. And last but not least, special teams, you had Evan McPherson knock home his field goal, but just a golden opportunity missed in the red zone after Florida recovers a muffed Auburn punt at the two-yard line. Kyrie Campbell gets called for unsportsmanlike conduct, backs Florida up 15 yards, and then a couple plays later, Trash has the fumble and the Gators come away with no points. That was really unfortunate for that special teams unit because those gunners got down there on the ball. And if Florida's able to punch it into the end zone right there, we might be talking about a different ball game. So that was a missed opportunity on special teams. And as we mentioned before, I'm sure Dan Mullen is still kicking himself for that fake punt that he called. When we come back from this last break, we'll bring you some postgame comments from Florida coach Dan Mullen as well as quarterback Kyle Trask. You're listening to Locked on Gators, your team every day. Welcome back into the show. Florida coach Dan Mullen was in good spirits, as you can imagine, after that 24-13 win. But one of the reasons is because he had a bunch of high school buddies from his 1988 state championship team in town for homecoming weekend. And they were all there after the game to celebrate the big win. Mullen took the podium and addressed the media in his postgame press conference. But afterward, he stepped to the side and met with me and a few other reporters to discuss Kyle Trask, the performance by his defense, and the big win over the Tigers. 
Dan Kyle completed a lot of passes today where he looked like he was throwing the ball before receivers came out of their break. Was that kind of part of your plan to neutralize Auburn's defensive line? How do you think he executed? I thought we thought we did a really good job of that. I mean, that was third thought of the timing. You're not going to be like sit there and be able to have a sandwich by your back there waiting for guys to get open. So. Uh, one of the mix it up with some quick throws. We had to have some intermediate and some down the field throws, yeah. uh, you know. But you gotta have you can't sit there and hold the ball a lot. You know, you saw a couple times we held it a little too long, and you know we, we ended up turning it over. Uh, but we we didn't flinch. We kept sticking with it, and you know he kept making the throws. Emory getting the field goal for you. How yeah. much of a lift was that for everybody? I think huge. I think, but you know, I think guys believe in Emory. Guys get excited. You know, I mean, Emory. A lot of sometimes, you know, exciting stuff happens. I mean, he's the line broken loose and saw. You know, I mean, he's dangerous in the open field. But you know what? I, I think. I think it just shows to the team and everybody is hey. Just do you do worry about being the best you can be. Worry about preparing and being ready when your number's called to go perform. Because and then when you know, I think everybody believes in that, buys into that, and then when Emory, we're ready for you to go. No one's shocked when that happens. Are you yeah. proud of the way that both Emory and Kyle now have stepped into that situation I, this season? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, and you know, it just shows the mental toughness they have. It shows what Brian does in preparing. I mean, Brian does a great job making sure those guys are ready to play. And the tight end throwback you ran on fourth down. Is that the same one you did at LSU? No, it was. I think it was the one we used that uh, that we used there. So Brian's like, "Hey, let's try it." I'm like, oh, "All right." But you know, you know, in those situations, you look, you get lined up. If you got it, run it. If you don't, you can take a timeout. You know, what I mean, we had timeout. We had a timeout. We're in a situation. It's a critical moment of the game. You're not going to make a mistake in that moment. And we just go. Are you happy from Mike being able to do this? And it's Auburn. Oh, that is. I don't. Told him he was a little too slow. They said he was too slow. <laughs> Sure didn't look uh, uh, Isn't that crazy? Uh, I never think of those things, to be perfectly honest. So was Kyle just a sprain? Yeah, that... that's what they said, and he's good to go. Did he put a brace on, or did he already have a brace on? Or... Uh, I think he put one on. I don't. They they wear They have to wear them to practice all the time. So, how do you coach off a game like that where there was? Things like you hold you the know, ball. Um, Ky- well, like Kyrie Campbell's penalty. You guys would have been on the two. Yeah, that was. There a, were a lot of times when they might have scored. A lot of little coaching things like that. You know, with Kyrie, and you know, part of it, the big one on him is, hey, I'm not upset. Hey, you can't pull it off the ball yet. You know, he's so emotional. You don't think of those things sometimes. Uh, probably badge on me. I've, I'm, I mean, I know I've said it. He's like, coach, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know I've coached it, but. Keep that hot. I just mean in general. But but, but for him, the bigger one was that was his first. That was his first. Uh, what is it called? <laughs> Unsportsmanlike. Get two, you're gone. So I had to make sure of that one. But I think you just coach all of it. We're going to coach our guys. You know, here's 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 ways that we can improve. You know what I mean? Hey, a great player beats you. Okay, that's going to happen. But here's technically, here's ways we can prove. Here's, you know, Kyle, I mean, making sure we got two hands. We're squeezing the ball in the pocket, especially against per- great pass rushers, where we're sliding. Um, different things within routes and separation, make, like making sure we're holding on the ball. Uh, you know, in the defense, uh, defensively, we gotta, we'll watch the film and we kind of, you're always correcting things that we can coach and improve on, not worried about things that, you know, happen that we can't control. It's the third consecutive game, third consecutive game where Freddie Swain's had a touchdown against an SEC opponent. Just the way that he stepped up since Kadarius went down. That's why he was up there. Yeah. 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 No. I, I think, you know, you look at our receiving court. That's what, it's, it's one of the, the it's got to be one of the best groups around, you know, because of the unselfishness of that group. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, they all want the ball, 
but they don't all talk about it. They all they're all just as happy for the next guy to be in there. They're just hey coach, you, you give me my shot, I'll make the play. If 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 you're gonna if I'm gonna be double teamed, that's good. Someone else is gonna make the play. I, I'm just I'm happy for them making that play too, and that just shows the mindset those guys have. Dan, in your previous experience here, you had the offensive players a Heisman Trophy winner. Where are you at? We're getting there. We're getting there. You know, I mean, and I, when I was here before, we had elite offensive players at every position and on the bench. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know where we're at that point yet, but we're working to get there. We'll, we'll work to get there. But we have guys that believe in as a team to expect to win. You know, I mean, I – I mean, I don't know. When I when I left, I think we were rolling people like you know fifty nine to seven, like in SEC games and stuff like that, or something ridiculous. But we uh, we'll get there. You, you keep talking about the, the program you're going to be. How do you convince those guys after all this that they're not there yet? They're going to go turn on that film on Monday and go watch LSU and know we got to head to Death Valley and say, if you want to be there, if we want to be there, go do it. It's up to the guys in this room. We get in here on Monday morning. The guys in this room will make that decision if we want to be there or not. You know, if this year's team is going to be the team that's ready for us to be there. Florida quarterback Kyle Trask also met with the media after the big win over the Tigers. In his post-game interview, he discusses what was going through his mind when he got injured on the field, the relief that he felt in the locker room, and the gutsy performance that ensued. I, obviously, it was really emotional because, you know, when I got hit, you know, it was a lot of pain. You know, I felt like a little pop in my knee. And I mean, I'm just so thankful it turned out to be um, a lot better than, you know, what I thought it was at the time. Uh, once they told me, you know, it was just like a sprain, you know, like I said, it was just a really scary moment for me because, you know, I knew, like, you know, knees are nothing to play around with. Um, you know, once they told me it was sprained and, you know, they could uh, take care of me and, um, you know, go back in, yeah, that's when I, that's when I knew. Just kind of what was going through your mind in that moment, because it almost seemed like you were thinking, "Oh, what? Like, how is this happening right now?" If you waited so long for your chance. Um, yeah, I had. You know, like I say, you know, I'm not, I'm a trainer, so I, I don't know what's wrong with me until, until they actually run up to me and tell me what's wrong. So I had, a, you know, a million things going through my mind, to be honest. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm just so grateful that it turned out to be a lot better than it could have been. What did it feel like when this, when you run back out there in the swamp goes crazy? Uh, it was an amazing feeling. Um, our fans, you know, are the best in the country. And to go back out there and, you know, finish the game for our team, you know, it felt really good. What about the way Emory Jones was able to come in, lead the team to a field goal? You know, as I was in the training room, um, I kept on asking, like, hey, what, what are they doing? Like, how's Emory doing? How's Emory? And, like, I think someone radioed over, like, we got a field goal. I was so happy, and I'm so proud of him. Um, Kyle, how would you describe this team's ability to overcome some of the turnovers, adversity, and just seem to get all the big plays at the perfect times? Um, yeah, this, you know, that Auburn defense is super tough. You know, they're, they're a tough team from top to bottom, and, you know, nothing was given to us in this game. You know, it was all earned. That just comes from being resilient. You know, this is one of the most resilient teams I've ever been a part of, and, you know, they just, that's just a result of us being dialed in throughout the week in preparation, and, you know, it shows on Saturdays. That'll do it for the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we reviewed our five keys to the game in the first segment. In the second segment, we took out our report card and graded the Gators' performance over Auburn. And in the final segment, we brought you some post-game comments from Dan Mullen and Kyle Trask. On tomorrow's show, we'll continue to look at this big win a little bit more in depth bring you some more post-game interviews with players and recruits, and also get some comments from Mullen on Monday. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, 
your team every day.